We got new boots and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine why? in the mail? Because why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Houses of Potomac. And I was like, if Robin and Karen have Tacovas, I want Tacovas. Well, I have a good reason too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Tacovas. Oh. And let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots. Huge. On the line dancing floor. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So you can really smack the floor and swing around. You need cowboy boots. Yeah, I didn't get cowboy boots. I got Chelsea boots, but they're great. They're brown. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see them. They're just, I like taking them on and off. They're so lovely. They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm -hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Yep. Mine, I was swinging around, no pain. <laughs> no pain. And Tacova's is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. They believe in Western for all. And you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. I saw them do it to the girlies from the Real House of Potomac. It seemed like they were being greeted like family. You'll be offered a boot shine and a drink. Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. But if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. You will drive it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is the last time we're going to mention the Ariana DeBose song, but I just have to play this. Yeah! I guess Angela Bassett did the thing! <laughs> it's over. Now it's officially over. you see her over. at Sags? She also said it. It's like, yeah. This, this was at the NAACP Image Awards. And right. now that Angela has said she did the thing, we can never mention <laughs> the quote-unquote viral rap again. Never the again. The turnaround it's time over. of these is like so fast in terms of like when the book is open, it's so loud and overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And when the book is closed, it closes within 48 hours, so you better get it out. It's almost like everyone knows that it's just around the corner that this is going to be closed, so you better, re you better do your freaking thing. You better react. You better react. do this now. You better do you better this do the, You better do the thing, you know? If you're going to do the thing, do the thing. So they did the thing, and now it's over, and we can never mention Ariana. Excuse me. Angela Bassett <laughs> did the thing again. It's done. Oh, I thought you were going to just, we can't mention Ariana DeBose again. No. Like, you're we, ending we, her career? No, we, we, can, we can mention. No, I'm saying we should feel free to you reference just her Ariana DeBose. I didn't end Ariana DeBose's career. You ended it. We should ended. mention Ariana DeBose all the time. Mention Ariana DeBose ad nauseum. That's fine okay. with me. Just, okay. we can never mention that Angela Bassett did the thing. Did the thing. Okay? No more of that. Can we mention she did the um, thing? It's Viola over. Davis, My Woman King, or Carrie with a C? Okay, that's TBD. That's Can we mention DVD. Blanchett Kate, you're a genius? <laughs> I saw I saw that tweet the from, no? from George. The George tweet that said, like, still thinking about how there was no reason to say Blanchett Kate. <laughs> <laughs> Blanchett Kate. Something you're I'm I'm genius. butchering the tweet, but it's so true. We can mention those things occasionally. I will say once in a last blue moon. night at this 
last night at the SAGs, Jamie Lee Curtis took You're All of Us to heart. <laughs> I mean, she she didn't do the thing, but she did hear You're All of Us and go fully all of us, you know? She was wondering, should I kiss Michelle, Michelle Yeoh? Well, I was told that I'm all of us, so I will. <laughs> also, I mean, she really is speak, talking about the Barbara Streisand effect of it all. If you the, if she says Nepo Baby one more time, I mean, she's we'll not letting there. us forget she's one. We'll get there. There's a whole Nepo Wait. Baby conversation later on. No, I, I put, know, but I'm just – we're talking about SAGs. Like, I'm just saying, like, she's really spearheading the conversation by mentioning it twice in one award show night. Mm-hmm. I mean, the – Great award show, I, by the way. The on you streaming full in full on YouTube. Thank you, Netflix. Well, no commercials also really helped, and the fact they didn't cut anyone else really helped. It was a perfect night of you know all the taboos of award shows removed, and no censors. I love no censors. I appreciate that. Oh my god, it was amazing. And then there's no like, what what did she say? What did she say? What did she say? There was none of that. Fuck. (laughs) She said fuck. (laughs) And then she said shit, and we heard it. A big hooey thing that happened at the SAGs last night was that Elaine Hendricks, it's okay if you don't know the name, and Lisa Ann Walter, it's okay if you don't know the name, had a parent <laughs> trap reunion on the SAG Awards 2023 red carpet. It's like, okay, I so watched Abbott Elementary. I love Abbott Elementary. Like, I, I don't know her name is Lisa Ann Walter. <laughs> I didn't realize that. When I saw these, these were the first, this was the first like image to come up on Twitter when people were talking about SAGs for some reason. Like, Genuinely their parent image. trap reunion was the first one. And I was like, why did they just decide to attend the SAGs together? Like, is the parent trap turning an age? Like, is this a thing? Or like the internet? I, I My brain like malfunctioned trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then I realized that Lisa Ann Walter is on Abbott Elementary. So she's attending the SAGs because she's attending the SAGs because she's nominated as for, yeah. for and she won for Ensemble. And yep. Elaine Hendricks was also just happened to be attending the SAGs because she's a SAG member, I guess. No. Well, she was she, explicit. I was sort of like, oh, they ran into each other on the red carpet. That's cute. No, she was explicitly Lisa Ann Walter's date. Lisa took oh, Elaine there, which is cute. That's, that's very cute. Well, it they knew they were going to get these. What's it, what is it with the parent trap that lives in our sub? I mean, rent free. I mean, really I'll living take there. the parent trap over a lot of the other garbage one, that lives in, in people's consciousness red free. But don't you think it's very interesting that the parent trap remake lives so deeply in I guess Lindsay Lohan played twins. It was kind of iconic. Nancy Myers as a genius. Carsey you know, like Alley, plenty Steven of Goomberg. stuff. It was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's true. That's Natasha true. Richardson, That's true. dead. We love her. We miss her. One oh, of her most iconic she is roles. Dead. That is true. Thanks for reminding. Yeah. Well, no, it makes me sad. Believe me, I think about her every day. <laughs> and the and the I believe that. And the kind of re the revitalization of Elaine Hendricks being like the perfect villain has been a very interesting <laughs> thing to watch. Cause she yeah. like fed into it and was like, re whatever. Okay. Great. So Chessie and Elaine, I forget what Elaine's name is. Meredith. <laughs> Meredith. Okay, Chessie and Meredith reunited on the SAGs. You're going carpet. to adopt <laughs> Meredith. Come on. <laughs> You're going to adopt Meredith. Um, honey, I think you're kind of missing the point. No, I'm not. You're going to adopt Meredith. That is so sweet, Dad. There really is no better kind of SAGs, like, support our union, Screen Screen Actors Guild, we love actors, we are actors, than some sort of weird reunion between two side characters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? It's As true. A tribute to side characters. Two side characters showing up on a red carpet where... They know they're going to be photographed and put into a million TikToks. Yeah, like, obviously. It was, it was, I, 
at first, what I liked was at first, the cynical side of my brain was like, okay, well, of course they did this. They know it's going to get them attention. And like Lisa and Walter is not really in the top, the top three most, uh, I guess, important yes. cast members of Abbott wow. Elementary. You know? Okay. Mm-hmm. She's good. She's great. But like, she's not number one. So it's like, okay, no, she just wanted attention. she's not even number two. But it really, yeah. knowing that it was a genuine friendship, I was like, okay, I'll allow it. I accept this. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. it's the SAGs. Mm-hmm. It's truly the SAGs. So it's like, the actors can be as crazy as they want. You know, like, I think the actors are, are ex- have extra permission to be insane at the SAGs. Like, the, the, the award show where it's just actors loving other actors. Fine. Go off. Be nuts. I thought it was an amazing award show. I thought it was like truly probably one of the best award shows we've had in years because of just the 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 freedom, the I feel like people there felt like they could have a good time. I don't know. The I am an actor bit really does work. It's very mm-hmm. funny when it's funny and it's very sad when it's sad. Mm-hmm. And like it had moments. It had capital M moments. To all those at home who are watching, who are struggling and waiting to be seen, please keep on going because the spotlight will one day find you. Thank you everyone for rooting for me. I will be rooting for you. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Sunday was a big night. We had the SAGs. We had Tommy we Fury had Tommy beating Fury Jake, and Jake Paul. Paul in a boxing match that I watched on an illegal TikTok. Where was this in Saudi it. Arabia? Yeah. Okay. It was a split decision. It wasn't a very exciting match. There's a lot of hugging. You know, they hug each other. A lot of hugging. Yeah, I know. I find boxing very strange. I I actually can't watch it. <laughs> it's very well. It's just it's hard to um. It's so uh. Violent hugging. It's weird. No, well that, but it's also just like really decided by judge judging, and I don't really. I'm not the judge. Like I don't know how to judge boxing. So there's a lot of mm-hmm. like judgment calls that like it's hard to tell. Like oh, is that because people uh, people online were like oh he didn't win. Yeah, and also. So this match had been I was I was looking at I, I pasted this in here but like it's it's easy to forget this match has been in the works for like a year and a half you know like right. they've well, been trying Jake to do Paul this threatened, forever and then he couldn't get over here and then he had a baby mm-hmm. Tommy Fury Tommy Fury did Bambi and he wore a Bambi sweatshirt which one of the Paul brothers is dating Nina Agdahl is it Logan or Jake it's Logan right it's, it's Logan. Logan. Sorry, it's Logan yeah. for sure. Because one time she, I shared a picture of them like holding koala, and she responded to the Instagram, and I was like, "Does Nina Agdahl follow Hugh Weekly? Is she like a hooligan?" I think she does. <laughs> she showed like, up in okay. the she showed up in the Instagram messages, and it was like, "What?" She was just like heart. What did she say? Like heart. Yeah, she just hearted my share. Okay, maybe she just maybe like she follow. You know, no, she must follow. She must follow. Anyways, heart. Jake Paul was beat, but I. I couldn't tell whether who was the underdog here. I really think that Jake Paul weirdly was the underdog because uh-huh. Tommy Fury is like a real boxer and Jake Paul is still like almost not seen as boxer and just is trying really hard and getting really good. A fast. real boxer from a boxing family, Tommy Fury is. Literally, yeah. So because his brother is Tyson Fury. Mm-hmm. And I think they were evenly matched because that's why the the or they were – there's a whole thing with this where it's like how choreographed is it, but I kind of tend to feel like boxing is not as choreographed as wrestling, but you never know. Mm-hmm. You never know. I mean, people put real money on boxing right. matches in a way they don't put real money on wrestling matches, and that makes me believe that like, right. if Drake is going to put $400,000 on 
on right. Jake Paul winning, then like right. he believes that Jake Paul has a chance. Jake Paul lost. <laughs> right. It would like Drake has enough Drake has enough power that if it was rigged, he'd be able to know what the final mm-hmm. rig was. <laughs> or whatever. Right. Like he wouldn't put I mean, money on a rigged fight. Yeah. And plenty of art has been made in the last s- half century about rigged boxing matches, you know, but rigged boxing matches, at least in like movies and TV shows, tend to get people killed, (laughs) you know? So like, I do think that, I do think that it's kind of on the up and up, you know? So anyways, this is boring and don't calls about boxing rules, but it was a split decision. Tommy Fury won. They fight again. The cutest thing ever was he showed up in like a full track suit and shorts that had Bambi written all over Mm -hmm. them. His daughter's daughter's name. name. I mean, he's so clearly, like, Jake Paul is, like, so gross. And, like, Tommy Fury is, like, so sweet. He's, he's so sweet. He's just a wife guy. He's a wife yeah, guy, Yeah, he's really. literally a wife guy. He's literally just a wife guy showing and up. With, and I think with every whack to the head, he becomes more of a wife guy, too. Like, he just becomes, like, more in love with Molly May every time someone hits him with a left hook. That's, That's what I'm saying. That's the phrase, right? Left hook? Yeah. I can't wait to go home, spend some good family time, you know, and be a dad. You know, at the end of the day, she was born three weeks ago. I was there for the birth and I had to go straight back in camp. I've spent, I barely spent any time with her. I'm ready for the late nights. I'm ready to be up all night. You know, it's, I can't wait. And I can't wait to bring this title home to her. Oh, I'm, I'm Molly as well. Shout out to her for yeah. helping you. You said everyone's helped you, but she was literally holding the baby while you were draining. Yeah, I mean, honestly, <laughs> she is, she's, she's the perfect girl, honestly. I love her more, my heart, and I, I wouldn't be here without her. She's my rock. You know, I'll, I'm a family man now, you know, and that's all I want to go back to. I mentioned, I teased... I teased Nepo Baby earlier. You did. You did. You we did. Have, we have a new installment in the Nepo Baby conversation, which we said we were kind of sick of talking about. I just thought this was notable because this is a new one. This is a new one, well, and I like it. I just laughed at this one because this is the one where you truly can't argue against nepotism, and he is saying, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't give a fuck. It's like, if you're an actor and your dad's an actor, sure, that's one thing. Whatever. Argue all you want. I don't care. I'm, I'm over that. If you're an actor... And you play your father at a younger age, like Eva a Murray Martino style. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Eva a Murray Hawk style. <laughs> <laughs> She's not Eva a Murray Hawk yet. Eva a Murray style. Mm-hmm. You don't get to be like, <laughs> you don't get to just miss nepotism, right? No. And Ice Cube's son, who played him in a movie, is like, nah. And you're like. But like, okay, but still, but, 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 I just think, I just feel like over the past two months, word has gotten out to Nepo babies that if you are asked about nepotism, you say something along the lines of, I acknowledge that, yes, I understand. I acknowledge that I have privileges, but I work hard and I think that that's good enough. But I, of course, acknowledge that I have, you know, extra privileges that a lot of working actors don't. And then everyone says that, and then the interviewer says, "And it's Got fine, it. and we move, on. we can move on, and the culture yes. moves on because we're sick of talking about it." But if you fight back, I'm gonna hear about it, and I'm not mm-hmm. gonna like it. <laughs> and we have a version of this. It's sort of like a subcategory of that. That is the same thing, but with sort of the icing on the cake is the ice cubing on the cake. Is the ice cubing on the cake? It's sort yeah. of like. Throwing so much respect at your parent, which you don't typically see in the nepotism conversation. This is interesting. He says that his father went through so much to get to where he is that it almost like trickles down to him. So if Mm -hmm. you call him a nepo baby, you disrespect his father's legacy Mm -hmm. by implying that he hasn't earned 
the family business uh, that you get to take over, which I actually kind of think now that I'm just like saying it out loud. It's a great, it's a great argument. That's an amazing argument. You're like, you know, yes, I work for the family business, but my father overcame so much to start that family business. Like Mm -hmm. that, and it's successful and it's so successful that me running it with him or whatever, you can't take that from us because that is a hard earned that is a hard earned almost it's the American dream of you know what I mean? Kind like of. it's it, kind it's, of. I'm just trying I'm trying to think of it as if Ice Cube owned a a uh, hardware store and it was like hugely successful and he like immigrated to America and opened this hardware store and worked like so hard Ice to make Cube's it Ice Cube's ice trays. Yes. And then gave yep and then gave it to his son and then you said to his son, How dare you take over the family the the family business? You're it's so easy, you just got to work here and he's like, that's disrespectful to like my father opening the ice cube store, you know, the ice tray store. It's it's an argument that any Nepo baby could make, and I haven't seen it yet. And so he said this. Me neither. And I think it's fascinating. You no, know, it's such a good one. And um, and it's so, I don't know, it's so respectful. And he acknowledges his parents in a way that a lot of the Nepo babies do not want don't. to acknowledge their That's parents. That's true. At they all. don't even they don't even bring when you ask them about it, they don't even mention their parents. Like that's yeah. what's even crazy. It's like it's so egocentric that it's like Oh, I this, I that. He immediately says, don't disrespect my father like that. Mm-hmm. Or I think what makes the argument maybe even more interesting is that he's saying that I would I would never disrespect my father like that. So he went on Kelly right, Clarkson right, because he's right. in Cocaine Bear. And he was interviewed by Kelly Clarkson. Again, one of one of acting's great safe spaces, right? Being interviewed He would on never Kelly deny his heritage his his parentage, parenthood. Yes. Parent, lineage. And I'm yes, sure you're it. gonna I'm sure you're going to play the clip, but I don't I'll know how much it. you're going to play. So he goes on. He's asked about Nepo Babies. And he says, I'm forever grateful for everything my dad has done to give me opportun- the opportunities that I have. If I were to run away from that or shy away from it in any way, in my eyes, that's disrespectful to everything he had to go through. Right. He didn't work as hard as he did for me to not accept it and appreciate it. I was just like, whoa, that's brand new. And we've seen well, these comments Well, they say from that everyone. every, you know, every father's dream is his son's leg is his son's success, right? Like it really speaks to Ice Cube being like I worked hard for a career, but I worked hard so that my kids could have opportunity to also mm-hmm. be happy and, you know, not have to work as hard as I did. So like I mean, I don't know, that's a really good argument to being like this conversation is something that I don't even subscribe to because I um, every day of my life, I work to the legacy of my parent. And it's funny that he really does <clears throat> belong to the pretty small subcategory of Nepo babies who have played their parents in major movies. You know, you've got O'Shea Jackson Jr., you've got Eva Amuri, like you said, and you've got, iconically, Annie Stark. But all, but also, not even just played his dad, a younger version of his dad in a movie, played his dad. Like Yeah, played his dad. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, like Ice Cube isn't in this movie. He's just playing him in a biopic. Yeah. Like, that's different than me than Susan Sarandon being in a movie and Eva Murray Martino. Sorry, Eva Murray showing up. Um, her name is like it's like it's like lyrical to me. I have to say Martino. Uh-huh. Eva Murray yeah. showing up as a younger version. Like that to me is even a different, lesser challenge. He's literally playing, like. The only there's no other there's no comparison in the movie. It's just him playing his father. Yeah, and he's obsessed with his father. The 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 quote goes on. A lot of people when they see me naturally they say, "Hey, you're Ice Cube's son. You're damn right I am. One hundred percent. That's my hero. That's my coach." 
It's like, wow, he's really leaning into it in a way that you cannot really argue with. Meanwhile, Hopper Penn. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, he's bad. Ugh. Oh, wait, I'm confusing I mean, Hopper Penn with Dennis what? Hopper's son, the shitty Hopper. Never no. mind, cut me saying Hopper that. Hopper Penn cut is Sean Penn's son. Uh, the son of Robin actor Wright. Sean Penn and Robin Wright is rejecting any notion that he is a Nepo baby. He said, uh, I don't give a shit about that because I'm not one. And then he said, it came up when we were shooting. Destry showed me an article calling it a nepotism film. And I just laughed about it. I was like, they're just pissed that they're not in the movie. And then Ben Stiller backed this up. He also comes from an actor family, so I really don't care. I'm never going to see those people. Okay, <laughs> this is the exact opposite. Destry's the other Spielberg. There's oh, Destry and there's Sasha. Oh, because she's making a movie She's with making Hopper the movie. Penny. Yeah, I, I was like, wait, that sounds wrong. Yeah, the Destry's okay, the sorry. Spielberg. Okay, I'm sorry. It's written mm-hmm. by Stephen King's son, Owen, and directed by Steven Spielberg's daughter, Destry. That is a nepotism <laughs> movie. Do not even. There's nothing else to call it. But liter- and if you're saying, Penn recalled the time he worked on Let Me Go the Right Way, a film directed by Steven Spielberg's daughter. Do- if they're even <sighs> describing them as Steven Spielberg's daughter, Destry, and Stephen King's son, Owen. I can't believe that. Penn also stars in Devil's Peak with his mother. It's like this whole article is like only by relation. I don't give a shit about that because I'm not one, Penn told Yahoo Entertainment. <laughs> also, I love, I really don't care. I'm never going to see those people. What people? Everyone in the, like, like everyone else? <laughs> everyone other than people you know? I mean, I mean, but come on. This is spoken like spoken like a true spoken like Sean a true Penn offspring. Sean Penn's <laughs> shitbag kid. Right. It's true. What do we Meanwhile, expect? Meanwhile, like, where's the right where's the right in there? Why can't the right jump out? Although maybe we maybe the right's just the same way. Maybe right's the same way. We, we just don't, don't know. Actually, truly we don't know. Right might be that way. Right sp- right broke up with Sean Penn and then they stayed friends. I I don't know I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I don't know what else That's to true. think. That's true. Meanwhile, we have Jamie Lee at the Sags bringing up Nepo Babies as well, and I have to quote yeah. this though. I know you I mean Jamie Lee Curtis is just maybe one of the weirdest people alive. I know you look at me and think Nepo Baby, and I totally get it, but the truth of the matter is I'm 64 years old and this is just amazing. Those are not connected things. Well, they Those are. are just- but the funny thing about Jamie Lee Curtis being like, I'm a Nepo baby and the weirdest person in the world is that's because she is. Jamie Lee Curtis is only that's the weirdest. That's because her parents are Janet <laughs> Lee and Tony Curtis. Like, like, yes, like two of the most famous the actors who got together like and created the freakiest lady in the world. Like, <laughs> you know, truly like the gold, a golden girl of Hollywood, like oh born to make us happy, et cetera. Like... Oh, my God. I just wish she would stop saying it because she is actually someone who has proven herself out of it in a way. And I don't – it's like, you know, her her, her – I think maybe what she was saying, which she didn't say successfully, is like oh, I've, really? been, I've been proving myself otherwise for 64 years. Yeah. Like I've been an actor for 64 years despite the kind of short tale of a nepotism career that could have been. That's exactly what she's. That's exactly what she's saying because she's like, I've been working in Hollywood since I was a literal, basically a teenager, um, right? Or right. I think maybe she started when she was twenty. I don't know when she met Halloween, and 
people constantly. Ne- no one ever gives me enough credit. And despite all of that, I just kept going. I kept chugging She along. told her story in her I'm an actor thing. Remember yeah. she said she was on that TV show and she got fired and then mm-hmm. she auditioned for Halloween and got it. Yeah. So I just think it's like that's her point. But I also think that like that's a valid point. And she needs to stop making totally. it publicly because we've got it. And no <laughs> one's like mad at you because no one's mad at you. You're like, you're the bell of the ball this season, you know, like enjoy it. Right. If she wins <laughs> she this Oscar. I mean, I, who do I want to win? Of course I want Angela Bassett to win. Angela Bassett should win the Oscar. If she does not win though, we Jamie will Lee be Curtis saved will as a culture because if Jamie Lee Curtis wins this, she's going to finally like kind of shut up about this and we never have to go right. through this again. You know, like that would be the one benefit of Jamie Lee Curtis winning this because then it's like, okay, we're done here. We're done. Although maybe I'm being a little too optimistic. I don't know. Maybe that'll just make her worse. Maybe that'll just make her worse. Make a whole. I went to Disneyland once with uh, one of the people that help you get around the park. Yeah. And the way she did it, she said, follow me. And she bent her hand like this and walked in front of us. And that's how we and knew where it? she was. So when you go like this in a crowd of people, right. apparently you that's can create a swap. It's like this. I don't know. Get the hell out of my way, right? Oh, my God. I Make love it. Hole. Make a hole. Good for Haley Lou Richardson. <laughs> I saw such a good clip of her last night. They were asking people um, if they could be in a different show that they're not in. What show would it be? And everyone was like, White Lotus, Succession. Severance, like it was all like you know, like like shows or whatever. And they cut to J- Haley Lou, and she goes, "I would love to be on Love Island for one day." I was like, "Yes, I was like, yes, Carly, yes, go off, you little freak." I was like, "She's thinking outside of the box." You know what I mean? She's thinking, she's up here. They're all down here, thinking like, "Cast me on Succession three season five or whatever." She's like, "Put me on Love Island for one day." Put me in Love Island for one day. Love Island will. Maya Jam is going to get this memo and she's going to go, okay, bring her in Bring her in the house, the villa. I'd watch Love Island for that. And I don't watch Love Island. I would turn it on just for Haley Lou. She is uh, the 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 sort of like slow reveal since we don't really know much about Haley Lou Richardson. She is we a really Haley. Don't. As her Instagram bio says, she is a Haley Lou who. Haley Lou Richardson, I think, resembles Portia more than anyone realized as the season yes. started. Yes. And I think that that is... Mike White proving, did a little bit of a thing. Mike White did a thing. He did a thing. I he think that it's thing. proving sort of fun to people. I think people are realizing that and they're like very down for it. You know, like Haley Lou Richardson. She oh, put a lot of herself into Portia mm-hmm. and and that is and you're seeing that. Because she has been teasing her appearance in her favorite band, the Jonas Brothers, <laughs> new yeah, music I video. I can't. I can't. <laughs> for a very long time. And now the song is out. And she is the star uh-huh. of the music video for a, I think the song is a minute and 58 seconds long. Well, the new Jonas yeah. Brothers song called Wings. She's the is star of the video. And she's so happy. I mean, it's it's a Jonas Brothers uh, generic bop. So, yeah, it's good. exactly what you think it is play a clip it's she's exactly been working what you think it is. on she's been she's been working this angle of being a Jonas Brothers super fan for a long time too which is funny like this is like 
this is a narrative in her fame. And I don't know how old you are in this photo, but look at you here with the Jonas Brothers. Whoa. When was this and how deep does this love go? Um, well, first of all, I just look stunning in that photo. Um, <laughs> I honestly, like, in therapy, I will bring up this picture of myself to, like, when you're talking to your inner child, like, this is the picture that I talk to of my inner child. Mm. Um, so, I love you. Um, you're doing great. Uh, but, yeah, she was, uh, you know, in love with the Jonas Brothers. She waited for probably three or four hours in line in a meet-and-greet line with her mother uh, to meet Nick and Joe and Kevin, and... She had made this tie. She made this tie herself because Nick at the time was going through a tie phase. And Nick, Nick was your favorite? Nick, I was, I was yeah. Big Nick Joe. Yeah. yeah, my like AOL name was like Haley Jonas and all that. I like wrote it on my Converse and all these oh, things. Wow. Yeah, smitten with Nick. I do like when actors have this again, little freak thing about them that then mm -hmm. comes out as like a talking point, but you can tell it's like pretty authentic. It's pretty genuine. You know, it's flattering. Uh -huh. It's giving it's giving Jennifer Lawrence in and terms Real of kind of like yeah. it's it's the it's the it's the construction of a Jennifer Lawrence. I can say it probably gets overwhelming if you keep because I think Jennifer Lawrence was kind of like enough with the housewives stuff eventually. Yeah. Even though she genuinely she likes did the it housewives. Again on Causeway with with uh, Brian. So what do you mean? Did what again? Or just did she the She brought thing? up the housewife stuff in the Causeway promo. Oh, in the promo, um, in the promo. In because the promo. she yeah. and Brian Tyree Henry were like, oh, we fangirled out about, like, when we were shooting yeah. Causeway, we watched Real Housewives together. We're obsessed right. with it. I mean, it's probably just true. I mean, that's yeah. too, yeah. Right. So it's just, I, I see this as one of those things, and it's a very relatable mm -hmm. angle to go into as to be a memorable celebrity. And celebrities that don't have these little connections to pop culture that they like come off really stiff. Then you get kind of a Jessica Chastain where you're like, oh, she loves Housewives too. Sorry, that's a really bad example. You get <laughs> you get more of a like she went on she went on Watch What Happens Live and was like incredibly good guest. You get an you get an actor who you can tell only like goes like reads, you know, Shakespeare and like Proust and like is mm -hmm. very much like in a bubble of like intellectualism. Very Jeremy Strong. And you're like, okay, well, I have no way to like see you as a real person. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Haley Lou, you thing. see as yeah. Haley Lou, you see as a real person. Immediately you see as a real person because she's mm -hmm. giving you I love the Jonas Brothers. And you're like, well, it's, that's weird. It's Joe Manganiello yeah. and his D&D obsession that we and talked D &D. about last exactly. week. That's what it is. It's like a, exactly. it's a humanizing we about thing. How, we talked about how that oh, is they love a, this populist thing. Of, yes. Ha having some sort of connection to like populist American culture or just mm -hmm. any culture in general is going to be useful in our culture because we are now a fandom culture. <laughs> and we now. will see. And as fans of that culture – they see right through it when you fake it. They see it. Oh, they see obviously. it instantly. Oh, you obviously. You can tell if someone's lying. You can't be like, like, I went to a Backstreet Boys concert. That will not. <laughs> that will not. It will not be suffice. It. it will not. Yeah, you'll suffice. have to meet Lance Bass. You know, you'll have to go all out. Oh my God! So she's in the Jonas Brothers music video. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. happier than ever. She also, uh -huh. which I think is so kind of, I understand why the New York Times did this. They profiled her, or they did, they followed her, they shadowed her as she attended the Diesel show at Fashion Week. That's London Is Fashion Is it because Week, right? of it's the her, Milan she's Fashion known Week. to have, like, funny, bad fashion? Frumpy from... style in the White yeah. Lotus. So it's yeah. just her being, again, I think the Not Jennifer Lawrence thing was style, kind of spot just like, on. Just millennial Instagram ad style. It was kind of, It's funnier than that. It's. I feel like I want to give her more credit than saying And it's frumpy. actually kind of chic. And it's actually a little chic. She's wearing all the items that everyone buys off Instagram now, like a checkerboard bucket hat. You know, like that was the style. 
She just wore all of it. But choosing to follow her at this fashion show, I think, was very pointed. And I I think you bringing up Jennifer Lawrence, actually, I didn't think about it. But that's kind of what's happening here. They're establishing her as – they're establishing her as – Jamie Lee, you are all of us, but in a true sense. They're trying to make her the the every woman, right? <laughs> Jamie They're trying Lee, to make you're her all of us. Yeah. Uh-huh, Haley totally. Lou, you are all of us. You know, I that's love what's that she was here. sitting next to Queen Alexis Stone, the who is dressed artist, up as Jennifer Coolidge. The artist who does these incredible, like, if you've been on Inst- I feel like she's a long-running performance artist who does these like full body face transformations into like but they're like crazy they're they're kooky they're incredible and this they're like they're Heidi really... Klum level they're like Heidi Klum level exactly and but but all the time and she's doing Jennifer Coolidge with hey it was like a whole thing I like mm-hmm. that that was fun and did you notice which I thought was interesting they don't really go into it but in the story in the photo that the like the really good photo of Haley Lou next to Alexis the caption says Haley Lou seated next to like Alexis whatever and then it says stone Haley's mother is seated behind them and you see Haley's mother behind them also looking pretty chic pretty cool and I'm like oh there's there's something there's an extra layer to Haley Lou Richardson that we haven't learned yet that maybe we're saving for like her next big role did you read this she also wasn't flanked in Milan by an agent or publicist or manager or stylist but by her mother Valerie yep, yep, whom she'd yep, invited yep. when Diesel offered to pay for a guest her mother lives in Phoenix helping to run her husband's golf course architecture business she briefly located to Los Angeles when Ms Richardson was 16 or so so was 16 so her daughter could start her career still even without a publicist Miss Richardson knows when to be vague asked about the rumors that the way Lowe's cast members hooked up on set blah 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 okay so that reveal that she has no publicist? She definitely has an agent. With her. With and maybe her. a manager. Mm-hmm. No, she says even without a publicist. You you think you think she means by her side? Oh, I thought that meant just the publicist didn't come along. But does it mean she I doesn't have one might, at all? Maybe. I don't know. I, I'm shocked if she doesn't have a publicist. I'd be surprised because I feel like she's doing a good job. So I'm like, yeah. there's got to be like a brain behind that. Not that she doesn't mm-hmm. have a brain. You know what I mean? Yeah. An extra brain. Uh-huh. An extra brain. A PR brain. Yeah. And also, how does somebody even arrange to go to Diesel and be like the girly and have the New York Times follow her around? You need a publicist. Okay, she probably well, has a publicist. Well, isn't the role yeah. isn't isn't the whole thing about Haley Lou and this type of person? They seem accessible. They seem extra. That's what I'm accessible. saying. But I'm like, but that's how. But how do you even how do you even secure like a, fo- a feature like this? <laughs> you email Valerie. <laughs> Valerie at phoenixgolfarchitecture.com and you set it up. Okay. I don't know about you, but I got the shoppies and I'm ready to <laughs> shop. Shoppies. Thank God it's Rakuten's Big Give Week. You get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ulta, Adidas, Doc Martin, Ray-Ban. I'm just naming the ones that I like, the, the brands that I like. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During the Big Give Week, May 6th through May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. I just actually got... Some cash back is incredible. Rakuten deposits your cash back directly into your PayPal account, or they can send you a check. They have 15 million members who are already saving. So join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. (laughs) 
What when I sleep on other beds, what is there I else get to mad. say is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my bed. It, I've made it's it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm-hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get. And that's the one I got. And that's the one that I love. And that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm-hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm-hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it. And now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the Helix rude. so much. So rude. Everybody is unique, and I mean everybody, two words, because everyone sleeps differently. Their bodies are different, and that's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. I'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper. Some people are back sleepers. Some people are exclusively side sleepers. There's a Helix mattress for all of you. Not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, it, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up at a, after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Vet bills can be expensive, but Spot Pet Insurance can give you up to 90% cash back on vet bills, so you can worry less about high vet bills. Yep, up to 90% cash back on vet bills for unexpected accidents, illness, and even routine care. And with Spot Pet Insurance plans, you can go to any vet you want in the U.S. or Canada. There's no network you need to stick to, so visit your favorite vet and you can save money on expensive vet bills. That's Spot Pet Insurance. It's no wonder Spot is America's favorite pet insurance. Visit SpotPet.com for a free quote today. For all terms, visit SpotPetIns.com sample policy. Spot Pet Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produce Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. This is an independent ad from Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. Miles Teller was robbed after posting all over Instagram <laughs> Sorry, that he was the in Paris. Sorry, said that. The two... No, I think that they want... The, uh, Those Daily two things Mail are disconnected. Wants, Daily yeah. Mail wants you to think that Miles Teller went to Paris and like posted. They put her and his, him and his wife Kelly posted all this Instagram shit, mm-hmm. and then he was robbed because of it. Which they're trying to make the connection, but, but it, no. uh, TMZ said it's not connected. There yeah. was a there's a string of burglary burg, burglaries. That's a hard word for burglaries. Me. Burglaries that have been a <sighs> burglary. Quote, quote, it's a weird word now that I'm thinking it's about a it. Weird word plaguing the area recently but mm-hmm. i did think it was funny because the daily mail in their like attempt to say without saying they were showing and not telling just described every single post that they made in paris like in detail it's like <laughs> on our instagram story kelly shared multiple size slides of their hotel room drinks and the fancy pool at the four seasons hotel george the fifth where the loved up couple stayed while in paris sperry also shared separate snaps of herself and miles standing in their room with more rose petals arranged in hearts and another image with two gold balloons a three and six on metal sticks <laughs> because First he was there they, for his 36th they, birthday yeah 
So without saying we think they were robbed because they posted so many photos of because this is what this is what they say you're not supposed to post the photos when you're actually on the vacation. Well, that's the yeah, that's the Kim kind the Kim Kardashian thing. Yeah. yeah, kind of also for anyone involved, but mm-hmm. they uh, they instead of saying that they just listed every single described every single post that she made. I hadn't seen this. Bud Light ad that they're in together because I didn't watch yeah. Super Bowl and it yeah. wasn't among the ads that I was eager to watch post Super Bowl. Yeah, I didn't know it existed. How it's strange! Cute. I know it's, it's old at this point, yeah. but like, what a weird yeah. ad. It's and I very guess, interesting to sell them as a couple. Like right, a, like that's a what is couple. so weird about it. Yeah, yeah. because it's the the conceit is who. just they're drinking Bud Light while they're on hold and they're just like having a Bud Light and dancing in their apartment while they're listening to hold music. And it's like, right. it really depends. The, the, it depends on the chemistry of this couple and you being intrigued by this couple. And I was sort of like, are people intrigued by Kelly Sperry? Maybe they're intrigued by Miles Teller. I have Teller. no idea. One of his things, though, Whiplash and uh, what's the other one? Uh, the, God, the remake. Let's dance. Footloose. What, banging a preacher's daughter? Nah, public dancing is against the law if you're under 18 in Beaumont. Shut up. Wait, 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 jump back. Are you kidding me? Dancing is against the law. Yeah, man, look, we got laws of the poop shoot around here. You know, I can't even, I can't even bring a bandana to school because they think I'm in a gang. Footloose revival, he's a dan- he does dance and he does like music and he is quite musical and has rhythm. So I think he likes dancing and showing off this kind of softer side of himself. If he didn't like give off like Republican vibes, I feel like he would be way more kind of culturally enjoyed. Yeah, right. If he didn't give off like I'd rather have a Bud Light than a booster shot, I think he <laughs> I think it would be easier to love Miles Teller. But But I do think it's interesting because this commercial, I wonder if they were cast as a couple or he was cast and then they were like we could either like have just a random girly be your or you could just have your wife play your wife, uh-huh. and then she and and who knows what her job even is? She she's an act. Is she an actress? Is she a model? I always forget. Kelly Sperry, she's a model. Uh, oh no, she's an actor. Oh my god, I was wrong. She's an actor. Oh, she's an oh. Actor. So then, of course, then they're like, then he's then they're like, well, cast him as wife. She's an actor. They were a cute couple. She's an actor. They're cute in, right. the, in the in the commercial. That's got to feel particularly good this year above all years, right? For sure. Anytime a brand comes to you, especially one that is as, you know, decorated and celebrated as, as Bud Light is, yeah. and they ask you to be a part of a Super Bowl commercial, I think, yeah, it's, it's really an exclamation point for, for the year that we've, that we've had. And this is forever, so we'll always have this moment as husband and wife. <laughs> Simone Biles went on her bachelorette party. <laughs> Page Six has inside Simone Biles' bachelorette party, but what's really funny about it is they don't know where they're going. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> The line is so funny. The it's line so is so funny, funny that Page Six is like inside Simone Biles' bachelorette party. They were all wearing shirts. They were all do da da. And then it says, although it's unclear where Biles and her friends travel to, it's like you can't write an article that's inside her bachelorette party and not even know where the fuck they're going. That's the main thing. That's the main well, thing. He did the digging. Also, she's Simone Biles. I though he asked a question. I think he said, "Let's ask." Let's ask, and they found out she's in Belize. They were like, you better believe it. Although it's unclear where Biles uh, and her friends travel to, they had to take a small <laughs> private plane in addition to their commercial flight. It appeared to be a tropical destination as the water was a gorgeous shade of clear blue. And then E was like, we asked. It's Belize. <laughs> they went to I Belize. Love Belize. I love also, Belize. she met her fiance, whose name is Jonathan Owens, Did you on know that? Raya. Which I didn't know. Did we know that? I, that's why I put that I in know. here. I don't think well, we knew about- that. 
originally. He's a football player. I mean, he's it's very football. much like meeting somebody in your industry, but online. It's it's funny that they met on Raya because it's like that's that's what Raya. It's a very big success story for Raya that a mm-hmm. Olympic gymnast meets a football player and they fall in love and get married off that app. It's like an ad for Raya. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying like that's this what I'm saying. Is, this is like is. this is promotion for Raya. It's how Raya is supposed to work. Your your basic ass isn't supposed to be on there. It's just for these people. Right. And I when I think of Raya also, like people I know who have been on Raya or Raya stories that I've heard. Right. I don't but I don't necessarily hear about like successful dates. I just hear like, oh, I matched with X who yeah. or I messaged with right. X who. I don't really exactly. hear about stories of physical connections happening. So this is sort of like astonishing to me that Simone exactly. Biles met her husband on Raya. Exactly. Also, shout out to Simone Biles for, or her friends, mm-hmm. for getting the bride balloons on her bed, but they appear to not have helium in them. They just have regular air because they're just resting on the bed. I like that. Helium's in, shor- <laughs> helium's in short helium. supply. No, helium's in short supply. We shouldn't waste oh it on God. helium balloons. I can't wait to come to your house with a bunch of balloons and they're just like on the floor and you're like, yay! Don't you dare ever use helium for my balloons. No helium in my balloons. Bobby's like, That's just air. They're just dragging on the floor. The cats are like, the cats are like swatting them. The cats them. are they're, swatting they're them. They're popping. God. It used to say Bobby. Now it says like Bobby or whatever. Bobby. <laughs> Speaking of ways to meet people, Kesha's mom tried to meet no. Lana Del Rey's dad on Twitter. She was like, I'm not going to use Raya. I'm just going to tweet. I am literally losing my mind over the fact that <laughs> Lana Del Rey's dad is releasing an album like Rob Grant. And it's like a flex. It's like a beautiful. It's giving Jimmy Buffett like meets Lana, which is my aesthetic. It's Jimmy Buffett literally, meets Lana Del Rey. Which it's is literally like that. My aesthetic. I don't know no, how to understand. It's you tell AI, give me an album that's Jimmy Buffett meets Lana Del Rey. And it's this exact literal album cover and it's like it, I, i've heard a snippet of the music but i haven't heard him i haven't heard a song yeah, yet so i'm like snippets. what could uh-uh. this be like she's apparently on the album with him she's promoting and somebody wrote somebody she's was doing more her. work for her dad's album than exactly her album. that's what they were said they're like you're promoting your dad's album more than your own music which is uh, once again iconic lana <laughs> the music speaks for itself she doesn't even need to promote it it's perfect it's genius it'll never be bad so he, so Pop Crave tweeted, Lana Del Rey's father, Rob Grant, announces his uh, debut album, Lost at Sea, will be released Friday, June 19th. Okay, I'm there. I can't wait to see him live. It will include mm-hmm. two songs, Lana Del Rey, titled Hollywood Bowl and Lost at Sea. Oh, my God. The title track. Oh, wow. And uh, PB, who is Kesha's mom, iconic PB, <laughs> who wrote, is a songwriter, wrote a lot of Kesha songs as well as that one of Dolly Parton's big songs. She retweeted that and wrote, is he single? <laughs> And then I guess one of Kesha's major stands who knows all about Kesha's life and her mother's life tweeted at PB and said, you explicitly said you did not need no boyfriend. And PB just responded, yeah, but. <laughs> I do love um, somebody wrote about this and they wrote, unfortunately for PB, it's not clear if Lana's parents are still married or not. <laughs> it's like they couldn't even figure out. <laughs> like they couldn't even figure out whether Rob is single or not. Do what's it for PB. The, what's the Dolly song? Oh, Old Flames Can't Hold a Candle to You. Because remember, that she Kesha yes. covered it for Rainbow with mm-hmm. Dolly, and it was the song that her mom had written for her. What a mm-hmm. beautiful song. What a good album, Pee-bee. Rainbow. PB wrote a great song. But old flames can't hold a candle to you. No one 
PB has written a, a Bunch million of great songs. And PB, she brought, she got Kesha and her on a Paris, Paris and Nikki Rally show. What's it called? How can I not? Uh, simple, the simple Life. Life. I mean, how could how could you not respect a woman who co-wrote Timber, you know? <laughs> like, no, absolutely not. What else is there? Yeah, true. What else is there? The, the, the mind Timber. behind Tim- The mind behind Tinder is like as scary as the mind behind like, <laughs> you know, Jaws or like, or what do they, what do they use that for? Like what's the, the twisted mind behind. From the twisted, from the twisted mind who brought you Jaws. You, so it's like from the twisted mind who brought you Timber. <laughs> Comes the world's most fucked up meat cute, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Kesha's mom and Lana Del Rey's dad. I did not know this. For some what? reason, I follow Grimes' mom on Twitter. Like, I, I did it why? years ago, and yeah. it's, like, very weird. Uh-huh. I don't know why I follow her. Yeah. I didn't follow Kesha's mom on Twitter. Her username is Granny Rapper, <laughs> which is kind of funny. It's funny. Yeah, it's funny. funny. We could do a high on it. <laughs> Wait, mom can't scream. Scream. Ah, that's his mom. <laughs> Wait. It sounds like Wait, a dying again. moose. Bo, 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 bo. Mom. Mom. If we don't write this song, I'm f- Beckham Watch. We skipped Beckham Watch last week because we were like, there's just no we time, and now week. I have to say there's too much Beckham. It's like so much Beckham. we they loaded up while we were away, and we missed a week, and it's just been absolutely bonkers. Beckham in the news, it's you might not so... have seen any of this news because it's literally stuff that no one cares about, but it's everywhere. It's so. I mean it. It's Bill more mind blowing. It's more mind blowing than than Rita for sure. Like I cannot believe so? why the I cannot believe this is happening. And but what makes it so interesting, and it's probably true of seventy percent of the stories, because this is almost exclusively British press, maybe like ninety nine percent British press, obviously. But like, so much of this is if it's not explicitly mean, it's tinged in meanness. You know, like oh, it's, yeah, they, there's a patina yes. of meanness on every single one of these stories. They if, hate if, this if family. Not, if <laughs> not meanness exhaustion because there's like definitely like you can tell the person writing about like Cruz Beckham is like get me out of here Mm -hmm. you know the only Beckham that they write about with any amount of uh I don't know begrudged respect is Romeo because Romeo is a soccer player so when they write about expecting that I don't think that that's true when they write about Romeo they like are just like oh they write about him as though he's a sports player Who's I like guess. conducting himself f- f- in a normal way in sports? Everyone else they're mean to. I don't know if that's true. They write about Romeo Beckham's girlfriend like she is, you know, Jackie O. Like I think that they know. I think that they're doing that as kind of a gag. But it's Anyways, not like we got. We got more from the lawsuit that uh, Brooklyn Beckham's father-in-law is trying to. <sighs> file against these poor wedding planners who didn't want to deal with him mm-hmm. there was a detail from this that came out this week that was really funny that was brooklyn beckham wanted to do brooklyn burgers that was a that was a text message wasn't it let's like literally yeah yeah, yeah he's yeah because they're like thinking of ideas he's like i want to do a brooklyn burger but yeah let me see if i can find well i'm gonna i'm gonna quote i'm gonna while you find it i'm gonna read this because i think this sums up what the new news in this lawsuit is mr pelt 80 
claims the pair were fired the wedding planners just weeks before the three-day wedding extravaganza at the 76 million pound family mansion in Palm Beach, Florida last April because of alleged, quote, mistakes. But last week, the two wedding planners hit back, calling Mr. Peltz a bully billionaire and filed a counterclaim in a Miami court for breach of contract and interference with a business deal. They are also suing bride Nicola Peltz Beckham, her mother Claudia, and wedding designer Rishi Patel for damages of at least 41,000 pounds plus costs, which could run into hundreds of thousands of pounds. Right. Brooklyn isn't involved. Wait, listen. While Brooklyn remains mostly quiet during the group text, one subject does get him very animated. The Wendy's fast food truck. Guests were (laughs) apparently treated to a meal from the U.S. burger chain with Beckham-themed meals, including the Nicola and Brooklyn combo. When Nicola sees the suggested names of the dishes, including Baggett-like Beckham, she says these names are embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to make you like her more. Again, she's, she's my fucking queen. One of the planners tries to persuade her, after all the formality is fun and good for some people, would like to be like, wow, why'd they do that? The answer is because you can. She goes, she replies, I don't love it. Brooklyn, <laughs> an aspiring chef text, we should do a Brooklyn burger, like, and then he spells like, like without the I, like double or single burger and a Nicola burger, which spelled like witch, like an evil witch, which mm-hmm. is no bun and it's lettuce instead of bun <laughs> and meat for the girls. <laughs> He's like not speaking English. No bun. Then one of the wedding planners points out that a single burger might not be a good look for a wedding. And Brooklyn says, oh, shit. Ha, 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 ha. (laughs) (laughs) Nicola objects to one dish being called the Beckham bag, texting, I don't love it. I like a personalized, but not like that, followed by a vomit emoji. (laughs) Imagine Brooklyn, like, seeing a woman eat a carb and being like, what? (laughs) Girls eat bread? (laughs) Among those who were, okay, this is queen, she's queen for this. Among those who were not welcome at the wedding was Florida Governor Rob DeSantis, a hardline Republican and possible future presidential candidate who calls his state the place where woke goes to die. Nicola writes, DeSantis must be off the guest list, please. Please confirm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, she's mother for that. Mother, mother of the week. mother for that. Mother of the week. Mother of the she's week. She's mother. She said no Rob DeSantis. Okay, so- there's still stuff coming out of that lawsuit, which God bless. Now I'm like so fully like loving these text messages. Well, the other great thing about the lawsuit is that it, it it's added to every headline. Nicola Peltz stuns in a plunging halter right. neck dress amid with husband lawsuit. Brooklyn Beckham at W Magazine party amid explosive wedding planner lawsuit. The thing about this wedding planner lawsuit is it's not that explosive. It's just petty and revealing, right? Like it's just, it's the rare, because of discovery, you get the rare personal text from I mean, people and you see exactly how they speak. See- Brooklyn Beckham be like a dum-dum and Nicola being like, I don't like it. Like, it's so funny to see their dynamic, which we always knew in our hearts, be real, mm-hmm. you know? Um, also, Brooklyn Beckham is starring in an ad for Silk, which is literally a nepotism-based It's a nepo campaign. ad. Did you notice this? This is incredible. I was, I got out at one of the subway stops that has those big um, poster-sized digital ones. shit ever, yeah. And I saw, I saw fucking bigger than I've ever ever seen this woman in my entire life ella travolta humongous holding yeah. a glass of fake milk with a fake milk mustache and I ella was like, travolta is... brooklyn beckham and sailor brinkley cook if these are names that have been in who weekly like episode titles for years now i mean mm-hmm. this is literally our bread and butter and uh-huh. i'm not talking about butter with dairy i'm talking about non-dairy butter okay non-dairy milk okay Sailor has been dairy-free since she was 13. Brooklyn Beckham is not a vegetarian. He's, like, trying to make people eat a burger. I actually don't know why. I mean, I know why they chose 
them. I don't eat that much meat, and my wife doesn't either. So I've started creating new dishes that are plant-based. Oh, my God, he is useless. Me and my wife love cooking, so we cook a bunch of vegetables and other stuff just to have fun in the kitchen. So the idea behind this So they got two vegetarians and Brooklyn Beckham. (laughs) They did this because all of their parents, Kelly Preston, David Beckham, and... Chrissy Brinkley. Chrissy Brinkley. Did milk ads. All posts for Got Milk ads. So this is saying uh, like, oh, next, next milk, the new generation, yeah. they don't like dairy, so let's get these kids. Um, Shaq's kid also did it. DJ Miles O'Neal, I guess they don't have a campaign poster for him yet or whatever, but he's also part of the campaign. So yeah, okay, that's actually so, kind of smart. So they they took iconic milk, got milk people and got their kids to yes. do a do spawn for silk. Kind of genius, although it does come off very, very Nepo baby in terms it's of a, the conversation we've been having. Right, exactly. It's a good idea, but like in practice, it's like proving the point that everyone who hates Nepo babies is constantly screaming, you know? Speaking of, we can never celebrate them enough. Victoria Beckham praises son Cruz as she shares a snap of him and his and husband and David as they continue to toast his 18th birthday over a lavish meal. A lot of lavish meals because Brooklyn Beckham and wife Nicola Peltz indulged in a 770-pound bottle what? of red wine as they enjoy a Valentine's Day dinner at Matsuhisa. Brooklyn Beckham's ex, Hannah Cross, goes braless beneath a sheer black <laughs> bodysuit as she attends Leonardo DiCaprio's pre-BAFTA party. Brooklyn Beckham's ex, Hannah Cross, looks cool in a leather jacket and low-slung jeans for a night out at, Ch- at Chiltern Firehouse. This is really sh- Shocking. So, like, what's good? <laughs> what I mean, Hannah Cross is now getting more coverage because Brooklyn Beckham is becoming more famous. That is, I agree. So fucking weird. I agree. That's and Hannah so Cross is somebody weird. he dated like not even that long. You know, like a brief for no time. Right. For no time. And she's just a sexy model. But mm-hmm. the Daily Mail is like, they're just like, oh, we have these hot pictures of Saint Hannah Cross. Let's like contextualize. Oh, Brooklyn Beckham's ex. We'll take that. And if and no, if no, she's anything, dated. Um. She's also dated Scott Disick, too. Oh, did they date? Oh, God. I, I always forget all those, all the people he's dated. But what makes this sort of interesting from like a psychological standpoint is that it's almost like the Daily Mail likes her more because she broke up with Brooklyn Beckham. So they're like, we hate Brooklyn Beckham so much that we kind <laughs> yeah, of respect really. Hannah Cross for not being with right. him anymore. You know? Right. Like, because to them, Peltz, he's like the silly boy villain. Yeah. Like Nicola Peltz, who is in many ways mother is brought down a peg in the eyes of the Daily yeah, Mail she because she married a complete But she's goof. mother because she, like, will cuck him for life. You know, like, she's mother because because she owns him for forever. You know? Yeah, He's I know like, exactly. He's like, hey, babe, exactly. let's make burgers tonight. I'll put yours on lettuce. And she's like, fuck you. <laughs> you know? Fuck you. Bitch. I'm, getting, I'm going out with Selena. Can I come? I'm going to Wendy's, no. I'm going to Wendy's with Selena. <laughs> I don't want your burger. <laughs> Selena and I are going to Wendy's. We're seeing Skinamarink at Regal Essex, and you're not invited. <laughs> Relationships. Oh, my God. This, this is, is dramatic. This is so funny. This is fucking, so funny. This is fucking drama. Did you think Avril Lavigne and Monson were in for the long run? I did. I did. I thought they'd get married. I thought they'd have, like, the most I disgusting was like, in love. wedding ever made. I thought they were going to have the most disgusting wedding ever planned. Like, the nastiest, I thought they were perfect for each other. You're right. gaudiest wedding of all time. Okay. This is so funny. So... There were weird paparazzi photos of Avril Lavigne and Tyga, which the darkest energy Tyga. Sorry, I can't. I, no accusations to 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 say, but dark energy, just okay. dark. Uh, those those photos kind of showed them like they they hung out. So I was kind of like, I don't think this really means anything. And then mm-hmm. four minutes later, it was like Avril Lavigne and Maud's son engagement is over. And then ten minutes after that, there was a statement from him being like, he just left for tour. He didn't even know they broke up. Page six, God bless them, reached out 
to Modson. And Modson's rep said they... They didn't know about Belize, but they did reach out to ask for a comment from Modson. They said, hey, Modson, we f- we heard that Avril Lavigne just ended the engagement. Do you have a comment? And the rep said, quote, to page six, they were together and engaged as of three days ago when he left for tour. So if anything has changed, that's news to him. Okay, but they didn't deny it. He didn't deny it happening. He just he just gave a he just gave a sassy kind of like news to me. The rep didn't news say, "Oh, they're still to together." Me. The rep said, oh, "I don't know." <laughs> I want to point out this was this was pointed out to me by um, the iconic Allie Jones newsletter, celebrity newsletter. She made the connection, which I'd forgotten. Tyga and Avril Lavigne have dated half siblings. <laughs> Avril Lavigne dated oh Brody God. Jenner in 2010, and Tyga dated Kylie Jenner. Remember when Forever. she was yeah. young for a while. Mm-hmm. For a long so time. good. I thought that was a good observation, a good connection. Celebrities, that's all a fun connected. connection. They've all, they've all already dated each other. You know, that's a that's a fun connection. Here's a boring okay. breakup. Maddie Ziegler and Eddie Benjamin split after three years of dating. Report: They started dating three years ago when they were like seventeen, and now they're broken up. Oh, so sad. Do you have anything else to say about Maddie Ziegler and Eddie Benjamin breaking up? Maddie Ziegler, obviously, dan- uh, dance moms. Who's him? Alum. He's who's him? Him's a singer. I actually listened to his music. I was like, he's a singer. So I listened to his music earlier. And um, it seems quite popular. He's about to go on tour. He's about to play at Babies All Right in two weeks. And I was like, okay, got it. He's giving all ages show, you know? He's giving, like, yeah. like Maya Hawk is playing at Music Hall of Williamsburg <laughs> next week. And it's like, yep, he's give, that's perfect. He's giving, like, Brooklyn Bowl. Like, I've never been to a show there, but, like, it's, like, Brooklyn Bowl. <laughs> or what's that Irving Plaza where, like, the teens always line up around the corner? Yeah, it's I that. love that. Oh, you gotta love that. You no, really and the music love is, that. The music is totally fine. When I listened to the music, I was like, I get it. I, I laughed, though, on Spotify because it says appears on. And he has a bunch of albums and EPs, but then it says appears uh-huh. on. Now that's what I call music 82. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're at 82? We're at 82. I think we might even Incredible. be at 83. Speaking of splits, Ugh. Maisie Williams and her boyfriend, Ruben, who she's been with five years, uh, five broke years. up. Five that's years. sad. He's a fashion she wrote a whole thing. End of an era. Ruben Selby and I have decided to end our relationship since we met five years ago. Our connection has always extended deeply into our shared and separate creative careers and will continue to do so. This decision is something we're grateful for. Blah, blah, blah. P.S. No further questions, please. We must protect our children. <laughs> Brett my dog. That's funny. And also, I do feel like statement. it. she got into like a serious relationship right after Game of Thrones, which I thought was good for her like career and vibe because she didn't have to be like out there dating kind of like as a young person kind of recently off this huge show and now that I think the Game of Thrones like fervor has died down a little bit this is like it's okay that she does that make sense because she was so young that it was like You know, she had she this like long term. She didn't have to be boyfriend. burdened by like, what is she gonna? Who's she gonna yeah, date? Yeah. Who's she who gonna she be with? D- who is Maisie Williams she dating? Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was just quietly dating a random photographer, fashion designer for like a long yeah. time, and like a long, yeah. yeah, and like a long. Who was like her age? I like Sophie Turner was like, I'm gonna marry this Jonas actually. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna double down on this. This is fine. Dating Jalen Brown and Bernice Burgos. Does any do any of those names mean anything to you? He's the only one who meant who meant anything to me because I knew he was a sport guy. He plays basketball. You did? Yeah. You I knew did? he was a sports you knew guy. That? Yeah, I know some names. I don't know what they do. Okay. She like, okay, is an Instagram guy. model with more than six million followers who has started music videos and was featured in MTV's Wild and Out. The reason this is notable is because she's sixteen years older than he is. And so this is very wow. like 
that's not confirmed. It is Boston giving seemingly. Mouth watering She's not that old. That I could not believe that because she's only forty two. <laughs> she's forty two. She's not a mima. I put that in there and I was like absolutely that's, losing I'm my suing. mind. I'm suing. I'm literally Cougar Chronicles suing them for Twitter that. debates sixteen year age gap between Jalen Brown and mouth watering mima Bernice Burgos. Like when the fo- when you see the photo of them, you're expecting like girly from the shining bathtub and like a hunky basketball Mouth player. Mouthwatering Mima. But yeah, like when you're you see the photo, like, like X, you see like that. <laughs> you see two people who look like they're the <laughs> exact same age. You're, you're, you're <laughs> expecting like that little freaking old lady makeup to come over and <laughs> yeah, be exactly. like, "Hi." <laughs> What's yes. her face? Yes. My favorite thing. My my other favorite thing about Sydney uh, Bernice Burgos is that. She Yeah, what's your other favorite thing? Every every story will every story about this will mention that she like seemingly dated Drake back in the day. But this this the sun story puts it perfectly. Courtship. Meet Bernice Burgos, model and influencer who quote dated Drake and now linked to NBA player Jalen Brown. There's nothing funnier than putting dated someone in quotes because it's it's the least confident way to like give someone's relationship history. It's like uh, they were maybe photographed she with quote Drake unquote, once. She quote unquote dated Drake. Yeah. They're also saying it is like it's she they, like, has touched a son each other next to a pool. She once. has a son who's literally his age. So that's another kind of detail of the of this story. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make her a Mima. I'm sorry. <laughs> what many of you might be thinking is, wait a minute. Ain't Burgos in her 40s? Isn't Jalen in his 20s? Miss Bernice out here cradle robbing or nah? That's right. Because Burgos, who's a very fine 42-year-old Mima, Get out of here. I, get, I, I can't read this anymore. I can't read this anymore. 42-year-old Mima. is like Meemaw. literally doing violence, calling this woman a Mima. <laughs> Uh, maybe this is boring. How? No, this is Haley. funny. Haley got engaged. Eminem's daughter, Haley, got engaged. Eminem's daughter, Hallie. Isn't it Hall? It's Hallie. I, see, I thought Jade. he always said Hallie, but is it just spelled H-A-I-L-I-E? No. This girl, dude, how old oh, is she? Fuck. Uh, Haley is um 23. What's that? What's that? Like, she has boyfriends and stuff? She has babies? She... Not babies. Nope. Just, um, boyfriend. Yeah. Fuck. And, um... Yeah, she's doing. She's 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 doing good. She's she's made me proud for sure. I just don't remember. I'm trying to remember the songs because he referenced her in songs all the time, but I don't remember how it is. Haley, I know you miss your mom, and I know you miss your dad when I'm gone. But I'm trying to give you the life that I never had. I can see you sad, even when you smile, even when you laugh. I can see it in your eyes. Deep inside, you wanna cry because you're scared. I ain't there, daddy's. Sorry, we were wrong, and now we're just gonna call her Hallie for the entire segment. So deal with it. Hallie has been coasting off being Eminem's daughter for such a funny like a short period of time because right. she started a podcast. So mm-hmm. she's like she's she's just vlogging the hell out of her life. Mm-hmm. And it's just really funny cuz her vlog, you know how reasonably shady is the vlog is the the podcast from The Housewives. Yeah. Her vlog is called Shady. What's it called? Sh- oh, little just a little shady. Just a little. Oh, cuz she's a little shady, get it? She's like little she's Slim Shady's oh. daughter, so she's Little oh, Shady. Oh, I didn't know about this lawsuit. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> you were Timmy put this in after I was in the dock. Oh my god, that's so funny. His people are suing Reasonably Shady because he owns like a copyright on Shady, but I don't think that it extends that far. On February fourteenth, Eminem filed. This is from thewashingtonian.com. On February fourteenth, Eminem filed an opposition to Real Housewives of Potomac cast members Giselle Bryant and Robin Dixon's trademark application for their podcast, Reasonably Shady. Eminem, a rapper whose real name is Marshall Mathers, has gone by Slim Shady since 1996, had the term trademark since the early 2000s. In the opposition filing, he claimed the podcast name, Reasonably Shady, will cause confusion 
to consumers and damage his brand. I feel like um, that's it, that's mm. why he pays his lawyers. Anytime something with the word shady that's comes so up, they it's, sue. It's automatic. Yeah. That's what I think. It's I think automatic. it's like it, the yeah. the headlines are correct. Like it probably is something, but it's definitely also an automatic thing that fires when something comes up. They have a Google alert. <laughs> they have, and it, but it has to be big enough where it would actually infringe. And I feel like mm-hmm. selling merch and like you know they're doing a lot of business like based on this like shady thing. That's so anyways, uh, Eminem's daughter, Hallie, and her fiance, Evan McClintock, open up about their engagement on her podcast and had they talked about like asking her dad, Eminem, for Yeah, he had to ask. I mean, imagine asking Eminem for permission to marry Eminem's daughter. Like that is that's a terrifying that's a terrifying prospect. And we have a very special guest, and I honestly can't believe the words that are about to come out of my mouth, but my fiance Evan is here. Hello. <laughs> she's barely a who. She's barely a who. Barely a who. She, I barely, got asked barely, to be on a dating barely. show. How to tell your zodiac sign using music. We saw a psychic in Salem. Hallie has a new unexpected beef. Who is watching this? Twenty-five thousand views. Forty-seven thousand views. Sixteen thousand. Sixteen thousand views. People are watching it. it. That's nice. Okay. Secretly married. Karen <laughs> Gillian reveals Gillen. she's been secretly Gillian. Karen Gillen has, they were trying to make her happen for a while. What happened? I know. She's in Marvel. I don't think that's ever And then happen. it like never happened. Well, then she was in Jumanji too. She reveals she's been secretly married for nearly a year. Okay. No one cared though. That's a problem. But wait, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yes. Karen Gillen. This is why. Yes. Do, do you remember this? Have you seen, because I'm not a Marvel head and I had this experience. <laughs> and I'm I am. Familiar with, I'm familiar with Karen Gillen exclusively because I have seen and liked the Jumanji movies, okay? Uh-huh. I think she's sure. funny in them. And she uh-huh. looks like a human woman in those movies, right? She has human <laughs> hair and a human face. <laughs> in all of these stories, I was like, <laughs> no, this I have a point. I'm going to get to a point. I'm like, it's funny that Karen Gillan seems to not be happening. They can't make Karen Gillan happen. And I was like, wait, she's in the Marvel movies. Wait, she's in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. I've seen one of those. She's in them. Do you know what? Do you know what she looks like in the in the Guardians she's of the Galaxy she's movies? She's blue. She's green. She's orange. She's, she's blue. yellow. No, well, Zoe Saldana's blue. She's um, red. Karen she's... Gillan is like metal blue. Look at this. That's not a person. That doesn't look like anyone. That could be so literally she's also anyone. Blue. You're saying she's, she's blue, also but she's blue. also metallic. At least she's blue the metallic. Thing, the thing about Zoe Saldana is Zoe Saldana has like hair in it and. Karen Gillan has like long red locks oh. in real life. You know what she's and giving Storm in the yes, and in the and in Guardians she doesn't even have hair, so it's like which is funny because Karen Gillan's main thing is she's a redhead. She's red hair. Like, that's, that's what I would. Exactly I'd be like, oh, she's a redhead, and she's like British. They were trying to make her happen. And Zoe Saldana was already like a very famous woman, so when they just put a coat of paint on her, I was like, I still recognize that that's Zoe Saldana. Meanwhile, don't say put a coat of paint on her. You can't introduce this woman to me, but like strip her of all of her identifying marks, and then tell me that she's famous. I'm like, that's not gonna work. I've never seen this. She has right. Like, well, she married Nick Kosher at a fairy tale Scottish castle wedding. Right, because she's Scottish. Gene Simmons' daughter got married, but good. What was really interesting is she gave the most exclusive, exclusive details to people, like the fucking details in this People article. I was like, this is not interesting at all. But this is like an eight thousand word profile of this she wedding. She gave them like a novel of her of how they planned her of how she planned her wedding. It is so. There's a novel written. It is so long. It is so atypical for People magazine. Also, like. It's probably it's probably twice 
to two and a half times the length of the average people story. Almost certainly. I Maybe will say times. that I did like the reveal. Like, again, don't care about this couple. Don't it, it literally like don't care. Don't even really care about Gene Simmons at all, really. No. But I did this like because as I was kind of show. skimming this, which I liked, was that mm-hmm. she talked about how she met this guy who she's marrying. He was her he was her waiter. And she was like, oh, he's oh. hot and like left her number. And then he called her and then they like hit it off. I thought That's that was really cute, cute, right? I also yeah. thought it was kind of funny that like half of the wedding was David Fincher themed. So there was David Fincher stuff. So it was like a fight club. So weird. And the, like the dark in a way cakes. that's like not funny. There was there was fight club soap in the in the restrooms. One of the literal the... wedding cakes was a box as in what's in the box in seven. And uh, her head was head. a cake. No, no the her groom. head. It was the groom's head in the box. Yeah. I thought it was Sophie's cake head in the box. That's Are you sure? Up. I'll read it. Hold on. I'll read it. Other Fincher nods at the ceremony included Fight Club Pink Slope in the restrooms, posted printed with the couple's Fight Club rules, which asked guests not to take photos from their cell phones during the evening since Madison Acuff photography and Shark Pit cinematography would be, oh my God, an ad right there. And a groom's cape shaped like a box, referencing the famous what's in the box scene from Seven. Inside the groom's cake was another cake modeled after Henderson's head. Okay, so it was his head, head. Yeah, I just okay. That's good. Wait, I was he like, had a what's in the up. box cake with his head in it. That's, yes, but it, at his own seven, wedding, that's funny. In the box. Sorry, spoiler no, alert. I know. It's been twenty years. <gasps> what's in the box? What's in the box? Oh, uh, what's in the box? What's in the fucking box? You knew what was in the box. We all knew what was in the box. We all I don't know. You could not box. tell me you saw that movie, and when he said what's in the box, you said, "Babe, you're not gonna like what's well, in you, there." Where you turn, you turn to the person you're next to. It's like, what's in there? What's in there? Wait, what is that? What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one Who. Lindsay Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? I said this to you and... (laughs) Uh, Stephen and Lala already, but like, yeah, I what? am so impressed by <laughs> the magazine the Wonderland's uh, persistence, power? resilience. Yeah, how does Wonderland, yeah. the magazine, still exist? They come out like once a year, you know. It is the most like Rita Ora. Like when I think of Wonderland, I just think of a m- magazine that only exists to put Rita Ora on the cover or people like Rita Ora. Like it's exactly that level of of celebrity. Rita Ora is on the cover of Wonderland, looking great. Um, she's given interviews where she's talking about music again because she's recording her album, so she's back in music mode. The Daily Mail and the Sun are obsessed with the fact that Rita Ora, that Dua Lipa is maybe dating Rita Ora's ex boyfriend, Romain Gavray, who is that. Oh, I remember him. Film director that she dated uh-huh. before Taika. They've dated briefly, but they do Alipa and Romaine were seen they leaving the Baptist, the Baptist together. together. Yeah. And there's been then there was like the son wrote this entire like treatise about how like Dua Lipa's copying Rita Orr, which is the funniest it's like, thing. She's in the whole Albanian. World. She dated this yeah. guy. They're both pop stars. But also, did you see the pun? Dual existence. Dual <laughs> existence. How Dual Rita Ora and existence. Dua Lipa have mirrored each other at every turn from school to wardrobe and romance with X. The most important the most important thing that happened to Rita Ora this week was that she was featured in the listicle on TMZ Celebrities with <laughs> Pancakes, with which pancakes. I think you tweeted and you were like delighted by. Celebrities with pancakes. We talked about this photo when it first dropped. TMZ tweeted, celebrities with pancakes. That's it. And then a link, 
and the link's title was Celebrities with Pancakes. So I retweeted it and just wrote Celebrities with Pancakes. It was just like they knew that there was nothing else to say. If you were going to click it, you were going to click it. If you weren't, you weren't. I don't have that much faith in our reach, but like it's a little funny that the lead image is of Rita Ora with pancakes. That's not even like an especially recent photo. I remember talking about that like a year no, or so ago. No, I think ago, she's in Beachwood like, Cafe too. It's I think Beachwood. I yeah, right, because it was a place you'd heard of. But she's the number one image, Celebrities with Pancakes. One of the weirdest Celebrities with Pancakes photos in here. First of all, it's surprising how many photos there are of Celebrities with Pancakes. There's a photo of <laughs> Russell, Will- Russell Wilson, Sierra, and Jeff Bezos. <laughs> and they're and they're all so like, dark. They're like taking a selfie in a kitchen, not even a restaurant. So like someone's house eating pancakes. It's very weird. All right. Well Is that is that the sign that this is over? Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our Rita theme song on Tuesdays. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing. Support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly for bonus episodes, commentary tracks, Discord server, occasional newsletter. You can also get the you can also get the audio only, the VIP audio every Sunday on the Apple Podcasts app. Uh, just subscribe within the app, and it's very, very easy. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts while you're there. We love your ratings and reviewings, and we'll see you on Friday with our call-in show. Who's there? Call in at 619. Who then? Believe questions, comments, and concerns. See you Friday. Bye. Bye. You will say that. If you're getting to the very end of the episodes and you're not a Patreon subscriber, like, I don't know what to tell you. I just feel like you're missing out on some of our best stuff, our best lols, and some of our most interesting conversations, okay? Oh, did you see this this clip I put in the doc? So this movie is just, it's getting traditional movie press, which is, you know, good for that. Nice, nice job. What but movie? OMG, getting punked. Ashton Kutcher likes a splash of orange juice in his coffee. And, and I was like, okay, I got to read this. I'm not big on creamers. I don't like creamers. So he's not a grunge guy. <gasps> no I grunge. usually drink black coffee. This is my go to. But occasionally I like light roast black coffee. And one of the things about light roast black coffee is that it has citrus notes in it. It's the acidity that sort of gives it this brightness when you're drinking coffee. God, if coffee I ever guy, have a medium roast coffee, coffee and I'm like, ah, I would really prefer this to be a little more light roast, I take a splash, not very much, of orange juice, and it brightens up the coffee, and it gives it a little bit of sweetness. He's telling this to Kelly Clarkson, okay? Well, I'm sorry. The Us Weekly, it says he told the breakaway songstress for you. <laughs> the they gave her songstress. name and a song that she sang. So he's telling this to Kelly Clarkson, and I will probably play the clip here. But Are you going to try did you? Are you gonna try this? I don't have. I never keep oranges in the house, but I will try it. I'll try it before I don't the next recording. So much for sugar. Sure. My mom's a big. My mom drinks a glass of orange juice every morning, and so every time I'm there, oh, orange juice, orange juice, orange it's, juice, orange it's juice. Very. No. It's programmed. She can't help it. It's literally what they were told it, to do. Boomers <laughs> were told to drink orange juice. It's not their fault. <laughs> they were so literally true. told to drink orange juice, and then we. It's so true. We were told orange juice had so much sugar in it, so then we were programmed out of orange juice, which is unfortunate because a lot of juice is good, even though it does have sugar. Mm-hmm. You just don't need to drink like Tropicana every day. Like you just yeah. don't. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. Anyways. This write-up is so funny. So instead of playing the clip, which I'll play after, I want to read the Us Weekly write-up. So after he explains putting a splash of orange juice brightens brightens up the coffee, it gives it a little bit of sweetness. Yeah, I got it. They write, Clarkson was skeptical, telling her guests that the idea, quote, sounds gross, but she (laughs) promised she'd try it on his behalf. Nice. That's the most Kelly Clarkson response. That sounds gross. 
Well, that sounds great. She's pro- I mean, she's very loose. She's very, uh, she's very off the cuff. I like light roast black coffee. And one of the things about light roast black coffee is that it has citrus notes in it. And oh, it's one acidity. of the things that make, it's the acidity that sort of gives it a brightness when you're drinking coffee. Okay. And so it doesn't get that burnt sense about it. So if I ever have like a medium roast coffee and I'm like, uh, I really would prefer this be a little bit more light roast, I take just a splash, not very much, a splash of orange juice and it brightens up the coffee and gives it a little bit of sweetness. I'm gonna try this. I don't like um, a bunch of stuff in mine either. In just my a splash. Yeah, usually it's don't just a don't go overboard. Drink. If you go overboard, it gets all sorts of not fun. Yeah, splash. it sounds gross, but I'm gonna try it. Give it a go. It's really stupid that we've never uh, signed up for tickets for that because they shoot it on Long Island, don't they? I have no Kelly idea. Clarkson? There's no way they shoot on Long Island. Long Island? I'm sorry. She's not. She's going to Long Island every day. It's probably on the west side. Which one do they shoot on Long Island? They shoot one of them on Long Island. I don't know. Uh, maybe they shoot Drew on Long Island. Where do they shoot Kelly Clarkson? Oh my god! I, well, What's that website? One iota. It says the Universal Studios lot. That's wrong. They moved it to the East Coast. Okay, that okay. was before they okay, moved right, to the right, East right. Coast. The Drew Barrymore show was shot on in New York. That's right. it. That's okay. it. Okay. Okay. All the Kelly Clarkson information is old. It's completely crazy that we've never tried to sign up for tickets. So we should do that. And I'll do that. But we always, too. this is, this is, Bobby, I'm not, I'm not trying to read you to filth, but like you will like go through this whole thing where you get so excited about us signing up for tickets and then we'll get the tickets and then you will act like it is pulling teeth to have to go to the show. And I honestly is. can't. Right. So I, so I don't want to do that again. <laughs> if you, you don't really want to go to this. I'm sorry. What I don't want to do is wait in a line. The tickets don't guarantee admission. I want real tickets. Kelly shot in L.A., Universal City, California. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I do so want it to is see Drew. Oh. You have to wait in line no matter what, though. That's the problem. There's no... There's, I don't mind waiting in line if I know that I'm going to get a seat, but the problem with some of these open tickets is that you wait in line, and then if it fills that. up, then you... Remember, we did it for Wendy Williams, and then they were like, out of space, and we had to leave. We waited in a long line, and then they said, we're all full up. Bye. Go home. I mean, we had a we had an in, and that was a whole thing. But we missed out. Ugh. Don't ask. It was a whole thing. That we wasn't our fault. We fucked up. We fucked um, up. I don't really care, but I'm just telling you, sorry that I know you, and what you do is you'll get excited mm-hmm. about this, and then the day of, I'll have to hear complaining. And I don't want to hear it, because mm-hmm. I don't want to go that badly to hear you complain, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> so, sorry. I don't want to complain. Let's talk about something good. The Super Bowl show was absolutely not what we expected, apart from it being really good. 